Good morning, this is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Well, it's the fourth Sunday of Lenten season, and as we continue to look as Jesus moves toward the cross and examine our own personal journey to uh, being the people that God would have us to be. We began this journey talking about how Christ became partakers of flesh and blood um, and that God's salvation does not require us to lay down our physical life, but he does ask us to die spiritually to ourselves, to the control that the flesh, the world, and Satan may exert on us. We also talked about the power of confession on last week and how unconfessed sin results in guilt and shame and spiritual strongholds in our lives. And even worse than that is a broken relationship. That's why it's so important that we come to the cross and faithfully confess knowing that God, He is faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and from all sin. We talked about the reason uh, why Christ had to be the sinless Savior, and that while um, He was in all manners perfect, He continues to um, be the example that has been set before us because we needed a perfect sacrifice and offering in order to redeem us. And so Christ did that. In that study, we talked about people um, who have questioned the holiness of Christ and was he truly perfect and how many times we will use that as an excuse um, for our reason to stay in sin saying, well, we're not holy. Does God really expect us to live holy lives? And so today we're going to talk about perfecting holiness, perfecting holiness. And our scripture comes out of 2 Corinthians 7 and 1 and reads, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Is holiness possible? Does God really expect us to be holy? I mean, only God is holy. Holiness is more than a goal that everyone should strive for, but no one really expects to attain it, right? Wrong. God would not ask us to do anything that is impossible, and he has told us to be holy. In Leviticus 11.45, it states, For I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Because we can't even come into his presence if we are not holy. Now, we have that holiness as a result of what Christ did on the cross. We have his imputed rightness or righteousness 
which make us appear holy and that striving for holiness still should be a goal. Believers admitted in a recent Borna research report that they do not know what holiness looks like in their daily life. It isn't surprising that there is much confusion and anxiety about personal holiness. Believers' inability to accurately communicate what holiness looks like is usually the result of misinformation we have received in the form of legalistic list of do's and don'ts which individuals attempt to satisfy in our own strength. These lists do little to move believers closer to achieving personal holiness. Let me say that again. Many times our inability to communicate what holiness looks like is as a result of misinformation that we have received in the form of legalistic lists of do this and don't do that. Holiness in the New Testament means to be set apart. In our text, the Apostle Paul admonishes the church at Corinth to cleanse themselves from filthiness and demonstrate lifestyles of moral purity and dedication to God's purpose. God's word, as communicated by Paul, is still true for believers in the 21st century. So how is the believer to achieve holiness? How does the believer move to being set apart? How does the believer cleanse themselves from filthiness and demonstrate lifestyles of moral purity and dedication to God's purpose? Holiness begins as we accept God's plan of salvation for our life. Once saved, we can come boldly to his throne of mercy and grace, which is listed in Hebrews 4.16. In his presence, we renew the relationship that was severed during the fall. In relationship with God, we learn his ways and the path he has chosen for us. In relationship with God, we begin to be transformed as we stand in the presence of his holiness, we become holy. In relationship with God, we begin to be transformed in the presence of his holiness. Holiness increases as we demonstrate our obedience to God the Father. Christ, who was equal with God, submitted himself to his Father and was obedient even unto death on the cross. That's Philippians 2.7. Obedience infers a willing subjection to the will of God. Unlike the animals used in sacrifices, Christ came willingly to the cross as he expressed in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done. Through obedience, we become conformed to the image of Christ. 
we take on the holy character of Christ. So we begin our journey to holiness when we accept his plan of salvation and when we increase our demonstrated obedience to the Father. Finally, holiness flourishes as we are filled by the Holy Spirit. We cannot live holy lives in our physical strength. Filled with the Holy Spirit, we are able to take captive every thought to obedience unto Christ. We trust that it is Christ who is at work in us, enabling us both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13, it is God in us, enabling us both to will, to want to do it, and to work for his good pleasure. Through the filling of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled and empowered to walk holy. So how do we begin to walk holy lives? We begin by accepting God's plan of salvation. And accepting it, we are in his presence and being transformed into holiness. Our holiness increases as we demonstrate obedience to God the Father. And it is through the filling of the Holy Spirit that we can walk holy. While it is true that God is holy, he has told us that we too can be holy. We are to live a lifestyle that reflects our faith and that glorifies his name. God will return someday to present himself to his glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Holiness is not perfection. It is an expectation. That's it for today. We thank you for meeting us today on this Sunday. And if you would like to begin this journey of holiness, it begins with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you do that, then you are empowered with everything that you need in order to begin that journey of living a lifestyle of holiness and faith and to glorify the name of God. If you haven't made that decision today, I invite you to go to our website, itwministries.org. And click on the tab that is listed as an invitation. And after that, if you have questions about um, moving closer to God and accepting Him as your Savior, if you don't understand anything, contact me. Let's talk about this. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day that you can begin to perfect your holiness. That's it for us today. We look forward to you um, next week being with you. Share this podcast with your friends and family. And thank you again for joining us at Morning Reflections. Bye-bye.